0: Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football.
1: Touchdown Jacksonville. A 90 yard touchdown pass from Blake Cornell to Allen Robinson.
2: Oh.
3: I was talking about the
1: auto group. And now, different from yesterday, two guys who will work for Fred's. J P Shadrick. That's right. Joined by Leon Circe mm-hmm. today. Welcome in Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group, from Owings Mills, Maryland, and the Under Armour Performance Center, home of the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, we did some damage to some crabs last night, Leon. and Absolutely.
3: That's what you do in Baltimore, uh-huh. right? We, uh, we uh, obey deodorant is what we have. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Still smell it today. Still smell too. it today.
1: And that's just fine. Here's what we're getting to today. The Jags and the Ravens practiced again today. We'll recap that day two of work and a little more juice towards the end today. We'll break that down. We'll get into the offensive, defensive line work today as well. And some early storylines for the game Thursday night Um, big sir so let's start with you know the last day or so around here a lot of the talk after yesterday's practice was it wasn't a lot of energy I mean uh, walking off the field Jalen Ramsey told me it wasn't a great practice we didn't have a lot of energy on defense it was just kind of a little kind of hands and not a lot of hitting and all that stuff yeah it
3: looked like the you know the Jaguars were lowered to sleep a little bit yesterday's early especially when on the practice I don't know if that was a travel a situation where, you know, they had to travel and come to practice. But the Ravens seemed to be a little bit more energetic. They they seemed to be the team that wanted to be here. Mm -hmm. The Jaguars seemed the team that just was kind of going through the motions. But today was different. Today there was a little bit more spitfire on both sides of the ball, on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. So I think the Jaguars, for the most part, met the energy of the Ravens uh, compared to where it was yesterday, they got after a little bit more today. So I was thoroughly impressed by that.
1: There was down near the goal line on the first field over here, not the one behind us, the one down here. They, were, they weren't playing true goal line work at that mm-hmm. point. But a couple of linemen go to the ground, and there's a pile, and Fournette gets hit. And here they kind of bunch up together, and it bunched up a few times, and
3: some tempers. The first well, time listen, we've seen it, that here. Listen, it's football. It's yeah. okay. I'm not supposed to like you. All right, it's okay if I don't like you and you don't like me. That's what makes the game so great. The That's competitiveness. Right. So that was good. It was a couple of little skirmishes. There was guys, you know, chipper. I like Leonard Frenet. Uh, after the first team period, he was chipping at the defensive players. He was talking about how the holes he was getting through or whatever, and the defense was coming going. So I like that. I, you know, I like this all in fun. Uh, The O-line, the D-line, they went after it pretty much. The defense line against the offense line went after it. I mean, you know, this is the last time they're going to see each other until Thursday. Most of the guys that you saw in the ones and twos probably won't see on Thursday. Uh, so some of the backup guys, they'll be able to get it after it come Thursday night. Yeah, and
1: we saw in the final period of practice today, third string and deeper uh, on the field, playing 11-on-11, 11 11, and full tackling to the ground. They said, hey, guys, go for it. And you saw some guys that are trying to make rosters now, uh, hitting for the first time. No,
3: I did not know that. Now, because me and Logman were standing on the side looking at the offense against the defense of the Ravens, and there was a hit on one of our running backs' legs, and <laughs> me and Logan said, is this live? Because no one gave to give us the memo. Yeah. And then another time a wide receiver was co- caught the ball towards the sideline, he got crushed. Yeah. So I was saying to myself, oh, I no. didn't know it was last. So I'm glad you told me it was last. <laughs> like, we were looking at each other like what the world is going on because <laughs> those guys are tackle, tackling our guys low yeah. and giving them, you know, a fistful. So – well, I was good, then it was a very competitive. Live in the last period, just before the game was over.
1: Let's touch on the trenches today: offensive line, defensive line. What did you watch? Because they have obviously seven on seven and stuff on the fields, and then they bring the the linemen together on an in, in between fields there for some lines there. What did you watch today? Well, I,
3: I, you know, I watched the uh, early uh, team period against the defense. Uh, I watched the um, I watched the red zone against the defense, yeah. and I watched one on ones. Uh, I, was, I was impressed how our offensive line got after a pretty good in the running game, especially on this side of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of holes. There was a lot of good double teams. There was a lot of uh, – we gave them a lot of different motions, two tight end motions in there. So we had their defense kind of shifting back and forth, which mm-hmm. was good mm-hmm. because they didn't really know which side of the ball we were going to. But I think we were pretty effective in what we did as far as our, our matchups with, our, with the defense. The only thing that was a little discouraging to me was probably the one-on-ones. And I'm a little bit more critical on one-on-ones because not only did I play the position, but I coached the position as well. So I was watching some of the feeding fundamentals, which is very coachable. All this stuff is very coachable. Guys are kind of a little lazy with their hands, getting their hands up quicker, leaning a little bit. The interior guys, the younger interior yeah, guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, playing a little high, not enough knee bend. When it came to the tackles, uh, kind of late with the hands, I like to see them press the angle a little bit more with their sets. Uh, not reach as much, uh, be a little bit more physical with the hands. So, I mean, I I could be a little bit overcritical. Like I said, I used to coach the position. So I'm watching not only feet, hands, knee bend, and all those correlations and being a good offensive lineman.
1: There was some shifting around today in terms of the personnel with the first team on the offensive line, at least in the teamwork. Uh, Obwehi was playing right tackle today. Mm -hmm. And Josh Wells was playing left tackle. And Juwan Taylor was not in there with the first group today. It it was different yesterday. It's changed a good bit, and Doug Marone kind of promised that in his press conference, I believe, yesterday, that hey, this is not over yet, all this, and he's on the depth chart second, Taylor at right tackle. Mm -hmm. We all kind of feel he's going to be the right tackle, but they're still working through some things and and giving different guys some work at those positions. It
3: seems like it's just not fully uh, completed yet, let's say. Well, the coaching staff is shuffling the deck, especially at the tackle position. I think they're pretty locked on who they're going to have at guard who they're going to have at center. Right now, Cam Robinson not being in there, you've got to have a healthy rotation of guys that are going to be able to play left tackle, mm-hmm. whether it be Wells, whether it be a Boy He, and then have Jawan Taylor at right tackle. You're going to have those guys rotating pretty well. Uh, I saw earlier today, uh, I saw my man Big Bo. He mm-hmm. was talking to Cam Robinson, kind of asking him how his rehab was coming, giving some tips and, uh, and fundamentals on when he get back, what he get back, what to work on, and all that kind of stuff. So that's good to see Baselli mentoring the guy uh because he was a rookie I was overly critical on him as a rookie because he had some flaws in his technique that he to work on. And now it's going to be even tougher for him coming off that ACL yeah. having to get back into the, you know, the game of football with technique and fundamentals coming off an ACL tear like that.
1: We'll have uh, Tony Bacelli on uh, with us here in just a little bit on Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. We're in Owings Mills, Maryland, after the second Jaguars-Ravens practice. Uh, the teams will walk through separate places tomorrow, and then it's game day Thursday night. And I can't even uh, – the first game's already here. I mean, this is amazing how fast it seems like it's gone the first couple of weeks of camp. We're turning on the lights Thursday night, Big sirs. So here we yeah, are playing football. I'm excited.
3: Football. I'm excited. I'm excited for some real football. I mean, this stuff right here was yeah. good, but it's nothing like getting under the bright lights and lined up and going up against another team. So I, I know it's going to be a lot of young guys, especially That's rookies. Right. This will be their first taste of NFL football.
1: What, now, what do you want to see Thursday night? What is the, the top thing you want to see? Uh, at, you're going to be doing the television broadcast, mm-hmm. of course what are two or three things maybe the top thing you're looking for
3: well i'm I'm looking for enthusiasm I, i want some energy out there i mean this is football you can't play the game of football without having fun and enthusiasm i want to see execution i want to see guys being able to transfer the playbook onto the field at full speed and i want finish i'm looking for guys who are running to the ball on defense i'm looking for guys offensive line i'm looking to block to the echo of the whistle. I'm looking for wide receivers to go deep and go after long balls. I'm looking, I'm looking for all that. So I'm, I'm looking for enthusiasm, I'm looking for execution, and I'm looking for finish.
1: Love it. Let's come back in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Ashlyn Sullivan standing by. She's going to join us at some point here on Jaguars Happy Hour. Tony Bacelli uh, a little later in the program as well. Uh, we're back in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: Get set. Register today for the annual IOA Jaguars 5K Stadium Challenge on August 10th and take on TIAA Bank Field under the lights. Put in some work on the stadium ramps. Sneak a peek at Daly's Place and the Dreamfinders Homes Flex Field and run through the stadium tunnels like a true champion. Finish strong and see yourself on the video boards. All participants receive one free beer at the Bud Light After Party. Proceeds benefit the Jaguars Foundation. Register today at firstplacesports.com. Welcome
1: back to Owings Mills, Maryland, home of the Baltimore Ravens. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, Leon Circe. I uh, know Tony Baselli. He is. Uh, he has other things going on this afternoon after practice. That's okay. You'll hear plenty from him coming up on Thursday night on the radio broadcast on uh, Jaguars Radio. Ashlyn Sullivan, Jaguars.com, joining us now. What's up, Shlyn? Hi.
2: It's a little hot today. It's we'll a little power through.
1: One. Uh, not like Jacksonville hot, but it's still. Hotter than it was yesterday, I'll say mm-hmm. that. Let's put it that way. Um, you, after practice today, I'm walking up to, to come to do the show here, and I looked left, and um, it's Nick Foles, and I couldn't tell who the Ravens player was. You had them both together mm-hmm. doing an interview. What yeah, was going it's
2: on? Uh, Justin Tucker, their kicker. Ah. So they went to a high school together in Austin, Texas, won a state championship their junior year. A little high school reunion. Um, Justin Tucker, if anyone follows the Ravens, huge personality, a huge following here in baltimore when he runs out of the field it's like a quarterback's running onto the field so hmm. they went to high school together um justin was a heck of a personality and pulled out some of the personality that we don't see a lot in nick you don't really see the goofy side of nick or really anything not football related it's been with all nick. business right him, so right. far for us so saw a, a goofy side of him that i didn't see so that's coming to jaguars.com tomorrow tomorrow check <laughs> it
1: out on the website good stuff there and uh, today uh, at practice uh, what did you watch Shlynne, at practice today.
2: I moseyed my way around the field. Yesterday I kind of stayed right here because I didn't know where you could go, to be honest. <laughs> and now I learned that you could go on the side. So I walked all the way in the back and watched 11 on 11. You couldn't really see much yesterday. Um, but today, Chris Connolly, that touchdown pass, 60-yard touchdown yeah. pass mm. from Foles to Connolly, definitely was the play of the game to me. Leonard Fournette, um, the little chippiness, I was fine with it. It was hot today. Yep. Emotion. Yep. I thought it was great. They needed a little emotion. They needed a little juice, and that was it. I didn't think anything was wrong with it. DJ Chark was in there, too, and... I was fine with it. A little chippiness never hurt anybody.
1: You mentioned that play. It was Foles to Conley mm-hmm. and straight down the left side of the sideline there. Had a step of the man. A perfect ball. Perfect, first yeah, perfect was about ball. Yeah, I say perfect ball. And yeah. got him in stride. Long touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the best play we've seen in two days here is Big Surce, I think, on offense and 11-on-11 11 11 work. That was, to me at least, the best play we've seen in two days.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, and the ball was perfectly thrown. The route was perfectly run. I mean – it was this outstanding execution on both sides. Yeah,
1: good to see that. And hopefully they can carry over. I mean that's that's a connection we've talked about all training camp, Conley and Foles and all that. Mm-hmm. And it never fails. Every time we talk about it, here comes another play between those two. And that's a good sign, National moving ahead here. Yeah,
2: and it was funny. Um, the post on Twitter was about the wide receivers and you sh- the Jaguars fans shouldn't be worried about wide receivers. And we talk about it a lot on Drive Time that there's not a big name, a big one like a Julio Jones or Antonio Brown on this team. But these wide receivers every day continue to make plays. And just because they're not household names, I don't think this fan base should be worried about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's uh, it seems like the, the Foles is going to raise the level of play of mm-hmm. all those guys, which is a um, good, good thing. And that's kind of how it works, right? I mean, if, if you could throw a guy open or hit him in stride or have a better ball his yeah. way, that makes a receiver that much more effective.
3: Yeah, and, and not, not only that, having a Super Bowl champion, MVP in your huddle, yeah. I mean, it just brings about a certain charisma to the, to the huddle. And not only a belief system that you, you've seen the guy get it done, So, you know that that he can execute and get it done in the fourth quarter and give you an opportunity.
1: Now, the other thing I saw today, on the other side today, Jaguars defense against uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, we know his athletic ability. There was one play – that I remember where he was kind of running out of time, and then the left side opened up, and he just took off from the right <laughs> hash mark to the left sideline, and there he goes out in the open. It's like he was there in an instant. Once he takes off, he's fast. It's a different <laughs> dynamic. And, and John Harbaugh <laughs> said last week that, hey, we're going to run this guy mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. and if he can get it out in the open field like that, mm-hmm.
3: uh, I could yeah. see why they want to do that. You yeah, know? That, that's, the, that's the Vic effect. Yeah. When you've got a dynamic quarterback like that, you've got to utilize his legs. I mean, as much as you want him to be a, pa- a pocket a passer, when you've got that kind of mobility and speed, you've got to access it. So I'm sure the Ravens have got something mm-hmm. up their sleeves with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And we they may not excited.
1: see it. We may not we didn't see oh, it. Oh, they weren't going to show they it. Nah, no, they're gonna show it to
3: us. Nah, Why would they? Oh no
1: absolutely. <laughs> not. No, and you won't even see that probably Thursday night. That that kind of stuff will pop up a little later in the preseason. If at all in the preseason they'll show it week one. Uh, let's come back in a moment. We'll continue our discussion about practice today. Practice wrapping up, the walkthrough tomorrow, the game Thursday night, the Jaguars and the Ravens coming up at M and T Bank Stadium, this is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network.
0: You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. For 25 years, we've been cheering on our Jaguars with an unwavering loyalty and commitment. To celebrate this milestone season, swing by Gate and cheers to 25 years with the Jaguars' 25th Anniversary Collectible Cup, only at Gate. Grab your 32-ounce cup today and fill it up with your favorite fountain drink for just $1.25, then refill anytime for $0.99. Cents. While supplies last, Gate, serving up more.
1: Hi, folks. Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today, 15 locations on the First Coast. And six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group after the Jags and the Ravens finish up practice here in Owings Mills. J.P. Shadrick, Leon Searcy, Ashlyn Sullivan. Glad you're along with us today for this special edition practice in the books. Well, you know, after the first week or two of camp, uh, the injury bug had kind of stayed away from this Mm -hmm. team for the most part. A couple Mm -hmm. little nicks here and there, nothing too major. Uh, Well, that's caught up a little bit with Quincy Williams a few days ago. He's expected back week one. At least the team is hoping for that. That's the good news of that. But then yesterday, James Onwalu, linebacker, third-year player out of Notre Dame, goes down, I believe it was a special teams drill. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember there being contact. Mm -hmm. I just remember seeing him hit the ground. And then today, Doug Marone confirmed that they don't expect him back this year, a significant knee injury. So not just for the whole team, but certainly for that linebacker position, uh, some guys banged up all of a sudden in that group. It's not... Uh, really the ideal setup when you're trying to practice in training camp here. Basically.
3: No, it isn't. It, you know, it seems like, uh, you know, especially at the linebacker position where we were a little sketchy already, you know, <laughs> the whole thing with the Telvin Smith and having to start a you know, rookie at outside mm-hmm. linebacker and everything like that. Then to lose Quincy and then to lose Calvin – was it Kevin? Uh, Le- uh, James Unwaller. Z- James Unwaller. To lose him yesterday, yep. I mean, it's just unfortunate, especially at key mm-hmm. positions where, you know, don't have a lot of experience. So to have guys go down, you know, the learning curve of getting to getting yourself acclimated to that position. When you get hurt, you can't can't utilize the the, the practice time no. and the film time, and then it's just, just a bad look for the team. Yeah. With
1: you. And Anwalu was in the depth chart slash first team at mm-hmm. the strong side linebacker mm-hmm. with uh, Leon Jacobs and right. um, Ashland, Doug said today, Doug Marone that. If they had to pick the team today, he'd probably be on the team, which yeah. is the unfortunate part.
2: It is unfortunate, and it stinks for the injury. And you, when you looked at the linebacker group a week ago when you had Leon Jacobs, Quincy Williams, and Miles Jack, you thought, okay, there's not much of a drop-off there without Telvin. Yeah. But now with Quincy, and then you have Miles and Leon right there, and that's a lot to put on Miles for sure. I mean, Miles Jack is the veteran right now, and to have injuries – for him to hold that team together, it's definitely getting more difficult for him.
1: And they, they really like where Miles Jack is right now. We haven't seen a lot of you know splash plays by Miles on mm-hmm. the practice field, but just talking to some folks today before practice. They, Interception today, though. He, he did have a pick today, mm-hmm. yes. it Might have been the first big splash play of camp mm-hmm. he's had. Uh, but they love what he's done in the meeting room. They, he's taken over the defense. He understands what's going on. That's the good start, and I think once the real games really get here, We'll see uh, Miles Jack really take that step. That's the hope, and at least they're confident in that. If that doesn't happen, though, then they could be in real trouble at line. Well, I they're mean, counting a lot on him this well, year. Well, you got to yeah.
3: remember, Miles Jack is the quarterback of the defense, and he sets the table so they can eat it, as far as up front <laughs> and with the secondary. So it's going to be key for him to, ha- to take upon that leadership role when he's setting up, he's setting up the defensive linemen and what, what position they're going to be. He's letting the outside backers who are going to probably be lack of experience, where to go, where to be. And then he sets you know, the tempo for the DBs and, and, and the safety. So Miles Jack is going to definitely have to step into a leadership role this year because in the linebacker core, it's going to probably be some inexperience. Like he's, got, he's got amazing talent up front. He's going to probably have one of the best front fours in the league up front. As far as the guys that will be playing the side, of them are going to be a little bit inexperienced, so he's going to have to bring them along as he go along. Leon,
2: you talk about his leadership. It seems to me though that he's already taken that step. I go all the way back to the first week of OTAs. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Unique's contract, and it got brought up about Miles' contract. I said Miles, you know, when are you going to be asking for that new contract? Mm-hmm. And he said, obviously, he wants one. But he said, I can't afford to miss a day right now, much less a holdout. I have to be here every single day, whether it's voluntary, mandatory. I need to be in this building, and yeah. that showed me that this guy means business. This yeah,
3: year. and you know what? That's unselfish of him. That's mm-hmm. that, that's per- that's the perfect answer he could have gave. And a guy who's at playing the middle linebacker position he's not thinking about himself he's thinking about right. the team he's saying that my play and what i my ability during the season that's going to be you know that's going to be my resume for my contract right so that, that was that, was that, that he, for him to say that was a very unselfish statement about him
2: mm-hmm. Now yeah. give it one or two years and we'll see while <laughs> it's, <laughs> <really laughs> it's open if that changes a
3: bit <laughs> over time uh,
1: you know a guy we, we didn't mention during the injury stuff uh, is a guy we really haven't seen on the field we haven't seen on the field as a Jaguar yet Jake Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, the free agent uh, from the Packers who was injured and coming off an injury and now I guess is it seems at least that he's had a little bit of a setback. He's not available, not ready, and there's really not a, a great timeline it sounds like. Mm -hmm. So add that to the list as well on the linebacker crew. Let's flip to tight ends. I I was down on the end of whatever field number this is right here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know their numbering system here. But on the far end, they were doing goal line seven on seven. And they had a bunch of – Jags had a bunch of tight ends they were throwing Mm -hmm. to at that point. And, you know, we've talked this to death, I know. Josh Oliver, though, is injured right now. Jeff Swaim, I think you're comfortable with what you have in him, at least so far the first couple weeks Mm -hmm. of camp, veteran guy. Uh, can do both ways, uh, both things there with the, the receiving and the blocking and all that. Uh, and then you have questions. Charles Jones, um, mm-hmm. undrafted rookie. They like his blocking. Uh, didn't see a lot, at least in the passing stuff down here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Koyak with a drop in the in the end zone yep. of a ball that should have been caught. O'Shaughnessy has his moments, mm-hmm. but not a guy who's had a lot of time in games. There's questions that tied in. And I know we've talked this to death, Leon, but that's a – that's a position they haven't been able to really get right here since, since Mercedes Lewis was at yeah. his prime a few
3: years ago. Yeah, it, it's been, um, you know, we haven't had, like you said, we haven't had an athletic quarter, I mean, tight end that uh, can do what Mercedes Lewis has when he, when he was here. Yeah. And, and the tight end should actually be excited about Filippo and his offense because he think. used a lot of two tight end sets. And these tight mm-hmm. ends got to be dual threats, they got to have the ability to stretch the field. Find the zone, get the, make it the hole, and they've got to be able to block and hold up the edge. You know, so that in this type of offense uh, uh, that is catered towards two, two tight end sets and stretching the field and opening up lanes for tight ends. Well, you know, I was expected to see a little bit more out of this camp than that we really haven't seen so far.
1: Yeah, tight ends big part of this offense. And I know you you visited with D. Filippo a good bit in mm-hmm. this off season. That's a big, a huge part of what they got done in Philadelphia, at right. least. Whether that equates to what they do here in Jacksonville, who knows. But, uh, you know, whenever Oliver gets back, he was off to a good start mm-hmm. with this team, Ashley. And, like, if he's not around, you're losing a big piece of that down-the-field offense, I think, could be a threat for DeFilippo yeah. and Foles.
2: But I do think Swaim's stepping it up, and we always talk about camp battles, and we always say how similar James O'Shaughnessy and Ben Koyak are. And you talk about how many receivers are they going to keep compared to the tight ends. Yeah. And Charles Jones, I really didn't know much about him, and I actually went up to New Orleans and did a story with Fournette, and he played a high school ball with Leonard Fournette and everyone. I got more questions about Charles Jones than I did Leonard Fournette. That whole town's polling for him. So then when I heard Doug Marone call him out in the press conference give him a compliment, it definitely made me think twice about him, that if Doug has the time to call him out and notice him, maybe he's got a better shot than we think.
1: Yeah, I think he's got a really good shot right now to make this football team. We'll see what happens when the lights come on. Uh, starting Thursday night against the Baltimore Ravens, and that'll be Leon Searcy's debut on Jaguars TV. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Fired up.
2: Big day coming.
3: I'm ready, baby. We love it. <laughs> huh? Looking forward to seeing it. All right, showtime. It's gonna
1: be showtime. good. Showtime. <laughs> we appreciate your time today, Leon. All right, appreciate it. Thanks see for you. having me. Leon Searcy joining us here on Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll wrap it up when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network.
4: Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders Homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders Homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle.
1: Welcome welcome back to Owings Mills, Maryland. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, our thanks to Leon Searcy. I'm looking forward to hearing Leon on Thursday night, Ashlyn.
2: Really, yeah. Really good. He, uh, he's impressed us definitely with his rehearsals, his knowledge of the game. You see him really in tune, especially with the offensive line at practice. He definitely cares. I know he's excited about the broadcast, so I'm looking forward to Thursday. He
1: can talk some offensive line. We found yes, that out pretty quick. He
2: can, that's for sure.
1: You know, a long-time coach. He was a college coach for a little while. Obviously, a long-time player in the NFL as well. Looking mm-hmm. forward to his debut. We mentioned the conversation you had with Foles, and that's coming mm-hmm. when again? Today? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. You have Zone Blitz today. With right?
2: Mr. John Ogier, yes. Yeah. Okay,
1: very good. That's coming up in just a little bit on the site. And then television, you're on the sidelines, right?
2: With Brent Martineau from Action Sports Jack. So uh, good partnership there. We definitely have a lot of storylines to discuss. I think we're actually going to talk about that Nick Foles and Justin Tucker high school reunion. So we're excited (laughs) about that.
1: So uh, here we go. Uh, Football's here already. Um, It seems, and this is kind of the, the vibe around here, that starters, a lot of starters might not suit up or not get much time at all in the mm-hmm. game. And, and Doug Marone won't announce that until uh, probably closer to game time, if at all. Uh, but you'll obviously see them on the sideline if they're not playing or suited up. Um, who would you like to see? Who is a, a, a guy that is going to contribute? Like, a, a, I'm, I would guess Josh Allen will get some time.
2: Absolutely. That's yeah. a, a, mm-hmm.
1: an example of that because he's probably not a starter right away. Right. With Ngakwe out there, a true starter, he'll get his time. But you haven't seen him in a real game yet. Mm hmm. Um, I think he gets some significant snaps on Thursday
2: night. Yeah, with you. I think he does too. And you have the unique Ngakwe and Calais Campbell. But first team, he was in there some. I think he's a great talent. I think he knows what he's doing. It's just adapting to the NFL, which definitely game time action, he hasn't seen that yet. So I don't yeah. think it's a bad idea to get him some reps on Thursday. Yeah,
1: uh, and it sounds like if Nick Foles doesn't or does go, it won't be long. And Donner Minshew show. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yep.
2: It's, it definitely seems like he's the true two right now, but you have Alex Magoo and Tanner Lee. Um, I don't think it's 100% definite that he has secured the number two spot. So Thursday's definitely a big test for him. And
1: this is one of those where you know we, we've seen Minshew in practice; he's had a good day, and then he'll have a couple of picks one day and mm-hmm. come back with a good consistency. Yeah. Well, where does the rubber meet the road on an actual football game? This is right. what a lot of people are waiting on to see under the lights. Can he do it in the NFL level against twos and threes? A lot in this game, mm-hmm. I get it, but. First time we'll see it and see if that really can equate to a football
2: game. Yeah, he definitely has the winning drive. You saw that in college. But I think it's a a little bit sporadic. I think nerves get to him at times. I think mentally, you know, at times it definitely is nerve-wracking for him, which isn't going to get easier under the lights on Thursday. Uh So it's a good test definitely to test the mental aspect. He has the physical traits. He can run. He can throw. They know how good he is in the film room. It's just now if he can handle the lights of the NFL.
1: Can he make all the throws Mm -hmm. during an NFL game? We'll find out starting on Thursday night. So, yeah, and as you said, a lot of Magoo, uh, a lot of Tanner Lee as well. I I would guess at least in week one against these Baltimore Ravens. All right, that'll wrap up our live coverage here from Owings Mills, Maryland. Look for all the coverage post-practice today on Jaguars.com from John Osier, his writing, Ashwin Sullivan, interviewing everybody on the planet. We're looking forward to seeing all that, as you always do. Our thanks to Leon Searcy for joining us, sticking around today after practice to uh, talk through it. And we're looking forward to his debut on television on Thursday night. Thanks to our entire crew, Brent Reber, Patrick Cavanaugh, Joe Fortunato, Dave DeCandis. Yeah, Dave. And uh, back in hey, Jacksonville, Dave. Max Hockman as well. Our <laughs> entire crew, the PR staff, everybody here. Uh, thank you for watching. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Oh, uh, Scott Kushner, back in Jacksonville as well, getting it done. Thank you for watching. Uh, Tune in Thursday, Jaguars Radio 430 is the Publix tailgate show on 1010XL. And then 630, countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars Radio Network before the 730 kickoff time, the Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That'll do it from Owings Mills. We'll see you next time on Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network.